Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. After warning us about the dangers of judging others too critically, Jesus assures us that if we seek what is true and right, we will find it. He reminds us that if we love our neighbors as ourselves, we have fulfilled the spirit of the law and the prophets. But his next warning is perhaps the most important of all. The way to eternal life is narrow and difficult, and only a few people will find it. We were talking about these first few verses that address judgment. As I mentioned last time, Jesus isn't ruling out judgment in all circumstances. He's simply saying be very careful in how you judge other people. Remember that the standard that you hold other people to will be the same standard you are held to. And if you see some sin in another person, before you try to go help them with their problem, first take, take stock of your own life. Look at what you've got going on in your own life. See if there's sin there and take care of that first and then you will be ready to help your brother or sister. In verse number seven, Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. As I think about the entire Sermon on the Mount, these two verses remind me of a promise in the Beatitudes back in chapter number 5. In Matthew chapter 5, in verse number 6, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I think the promise that Jesus articulates in Matthew 7, 7 and 8, is this same idea, that if you are seeking the kingdom of God, if you are hungry for righteousness, you can be certain that you will find the Lord. You can be certain that you will be filled. God is interested in, in satisfying the spiritual urges that every human being has. People try to fill those urges with other things. They try to fill it with other religions. They try to fill it with uh, the things of this world like money or sex. But none of these things satisfy. None of these things are the answer that, that truly completes a person. And so there is this promise. If you ask, you're going to receive. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, it will be open to you. If you're looking for an example of, of such a person, the one that comes to my mind is Cornelius over in Acts chapter 10. Now, in Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, we're told, was a devout man, but he was a Gentile. He was not a Jew. And up until this point, the, the gospel had only been preached to Jews. In Acts chapter 10, we find Peter is, is dispatched to Cornelius, who was a very generous man, who gave alms, and he even prayed to God. That's what Luke tells us in Acts chapter 10, verse number 2. Here is a devout believer in God. He's not a Jew. He's a Gentile. He spends time in prayer. He is generous with his earnings. And so God makes a way for him to 
hear the gospel. Whenever I think of ask, seek, knock, I always think of Cornelius. I know that there are people out there who are looking for the Lord, who are looking for the truth. Maybe you're listening to this program today. Well, I'm here to tell you that the Lord can be found. He's out there. The truth is there. And just continue to pray that you might understand the will of God from his word and that you might be led to someone who will help you come to a better and more thorough knowledge of Jesus Christ. In verse number 9, Jesus says, Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. You see, God knows what we need. Just like a, a father whose son asks him for bread, that father's not going to give him a stone. <laughs> Once again, Jesus is, is touching on something that's just completely ridiculous in our mind, but he's doing so to prove a point. If we as earthly fathers understand that our children have needs and we want to meet those needs, then we can see a correlation to our heavenly father who knows all things. This harkens back to what Jesus was talking about in chapter number 6, about not worrying about things. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Your father knows that you need these things. So ask him, and he will provide. This is such a great consolation to us because we can have confidence that when we come before the throne of God and we ask according to his will, he hears us and he wants to provide for us. Verse number 12, Jesus expresses what's been called the golden rule. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. This is such an important guiding scripture for how we treat other people. We need to treat others the way we want to be treated. Jesus says that is the heart of the law and the prophets. And it's really the heart of all the passages that relate to human interaction. I need to love my neighbor as myself. I need to do to my neighbor as I would have my neighbor do to me. So if there is something that I would consider to be unkind, I shouldn't either contemplate treating my neighbor in that way, saying that thing, or going ahead and saying it. Whatever standards I have in mind for myself when it comes to how I want to be treated, I need to use those same standards with other people. And so we arrive in verses 13 and 14, and I've moved through those previous verses just a little bit more quickly because I wanted to get to these two verses. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. As I have said on a number of different occasions on this broadcast, as, as we've been studying the Sermon on the Mount, these are among the easiest of Jesus' teachings to understand. It's, it's easy to figure out what Jesus really has in mind in the Sermon on the Mount. 
This isn't as difficult as some of the things that he teaches in the book of John or things that we find elsewhere in the books of Romans or Galatians or Hebrews, for instance. As I've said, though, even though these things are easy to understand, sometimes they are very hard to either carry out in our lives or they're hard to hear. Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 are a couple of verses that are, are hard to hear. Because Jesus is telling us that most people are on their way to destruction. I saw a poll. It's been within the last couple of years. These polls come out fairly frequently, but one of the questions that was asked was, do you believe you're going to heaven? This was a poll of, of Americans. And 85% of Americans think that they're going to heaven. Now, 85% is a pretty large majority. How many people live in America now? Well, over 300 million. What's 85% of 300 million? Well, it's, it's well over 200 million, is it not? Most people in America believe that they are going to heaven. But does that agree with what Scripture says here in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14? No, it doesn't. Bear in mind that Jesus is not just the Messiah, not just the Son of God, but is also the judge. He is the one who is going to judge us all on that final day. And Jesus says, most people aren't going to make it. Now, if we think about the whole Sermon on the Mount, and we think about some of the the important statements that are made along the way. I suppose you could say, well, they're all important. Well, that's, that's true. But as it pertains to these two verses, there are several relevant, important statements. We go back to Matthew chapter 5 in verse 19. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. There Jesus is emphasizing the need to closely keep the commandments of God. There are greater and lesser commandments, and we need to keep those we might consider less. Why? Well, because eternity hangs in the balance. Jesus says that the way to eternal life is hard to find, and few people find it. Now, I hear something like that, and, and I want to know, what can I do? What can I do to make sure that I'm on that road to eternity? Well, the Sermon on the Mount's a great place to start, isn't it? Because here in, in, these, in this collection of teachings, we have some of the most practical and some of the most powerful commands that Jesus ever gave. He gives us great guidelines for how we are to lead our lives. So following the Sermon on the Mount's a good place to start. Treat others the way I want to be treated. Forgive others so that God will forgive me. Lay up treasures in heaven. Seek first the kingdom of heaven. These are all ways that I can ensure that I'm on the path to eternal life. But I like to tie in something that Jesus says back in verse number 7. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Jesus says, 
few are the people who find their way to eternal life. But if you connect that together with the promise of verse number 7, what you see is that the way to eternal life doesn't happen just haphazardly. We don't, we're not just going to wander into heaven one day. <laughs> Maybe I've shared this on the program in the past, but I recall one man who suggested that I'll just sneak into heaven and God won't be any the wiser. There'll be all kinds of people there and he won't know whether or not one or two or maybe a half dozen people just sneak in without him being aware. Come on. We're talking about the, the very being who can number the hairs on your head. You don't just sneak into heaven. You don't stumble your way into heaven. No, heaven is something that you look for, that you search for, that you seek with all your heart. So don't think for a moment, my friend, that you can get by with just a lackluster faith. Don't think for a moment that you can get by by just simply meeting the minimum standards. You're not just going to wander into heaven. Heaven is only meant for those who really want to be there. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Oh,